Yo, what's up? This is your boy Joey Burnham, and this is another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I'm in the building with the legendary Fred Frio, the unbeatable Fred Freeze, the unwavering Fred Freeze of the Gun Bar Gang. Got me, got me. Hey, we back again. We just got to talking about Uchi Wally and how, uh, uh, how do you say? Into it, the singer was in that hook. We never heard a woman really go that gutter. Like they really, they they really had, they were really going in on that Uchi Wallace song. Yeah, we, that was just a side. That was some side conversation we've been having. We've been dying laughing about it because she went in. We did go listen to how like vulgar, sexually hook, ag- aggressive, aggressive and vulgar she was. Exactly, like, like a dude had to write that fucking. She had to. I can't. And she I, couldn't have came up with that shit on her own. Now, I, don't I don't know. Now that's, some, that's some, now that's some. That's some. That's some gutter ass chicks out there. I would hope she could. That that, that, that the concept I mean, of that a bitch domi- being she, that gutter. Yeah, that's dominatrix still level. She like, said, "Got me, got me." Yeah, because when you show up there and you think you just finna go ahead and like you know you trying to talk her into something, she already got <laughs> the, the chains and whips out, and she looking at you, and then, and then you start getting nervous. And yeah, then she looks at you and she says. <laughs> gut me, gut me. <laughs> like, that like, bitch, I wish, I wish a bitch would tell me to gut her. I'll be so appalled, but intrigued at the same time. And there you go. Like I am appalled. I am uh, closing my shirt and leaving because I don't want the package. Shit. Well, you better than me because if a bitch tell me to gut me, gut me. But that's Professor Nash. I'll be appalled. I'll clutch my pearls and then decorate her with my pearls. So that's why I said that's a hey, Professor Nash. Professor Nasty Emeritus Emeritus Yes But um Here we go Rat Beef Man and see here Speaking we go. of Nas That reminds me of Jay-Z and Nas Exactly And Rat Beef So Man I And see I was just about to say We said a show ago That we weren't gonna talk about this No more Uh We said that we're gonna let the Eminem Dead Horse Beef Kinda like everything go away but now it seems like beef is erupting because I believe it's a release season. We and fucking lied to you all. Exactly. It well, wasn't our intention. It yeah. wasn't our plan. But MGK did a fucking interview with the Breakfast Club. And he detailed why he couldn't answer back Eminem's rap devil. Yeah. Fred has his opinions that are very legitimate. I don't agree with all of them. But they're legitimate, and I respect and see his side. I got my side as to why he can't answer back and won't answer back. So let's start with you, Fred. Why why you think he couldn't answer back the rap track of Eminem, Kill Shot? I believe uh, what he's done here is pretty much use a subliminal judo flip to kind of up his stock in mm-hmm. the rap game. Uh, what I see and what we're going to talk about is kind of like looking at the framework and the history of rap beef mm-hmm. and how it's kind of like everything else has been corporatized and is now not what it used to be. And so it doesn't really have that same gravitas or meaning. I'm not trying to say that maybe they don't have some bad blood for each other, but, but it just seems manufactured. It's, to it's, it's very manufactured in the sense that the timing at which people do stuff to stir controversy. To, to cause certain things to happen Because the reason why A lot of people don't even know why People battle in hip hop in general Every facet of hip hop Like from the dance that's associated with it With breaking To when writing became a part One of the elements To DJs To when the DJs battle To like MCs They were all 
you know, shaped to be this way because hip hop was formed as a way to give the youth an outlet, you know, to pretty much uh, express themselves creatively and strive to be the best creatively, uh, especially after music programs had been taken out of school when New York was going through its more turbulent times in the late 70s going into the early 80s, right? Yeah. So that's why a lot of this is formed when you start looking at the history. That's where our battle culture comes from. It comes from a real place. A real place. Instead of going out in the streets and fighting each other like New York gangs were heavy. They're not the gangs like we know them of today. People were actually still fighting with their hands and stuff, but um, it still was deadly. And you had like you know, tons of gangs, all ethnicities, roaming the streets. New York was on fire. Like, you know, buildings were literally burning and stuff. It's not, New York was not the wonderland you see today. Um, so you had groups that came together like the Zulu Nation and people like that, which came out of the Black Spades and stuff like that. Uh, uh, what's, uh, the housing project has escaped. Bronx River housing projects. Yeah. Um, all this other stuff. They formed like... A culture they helped along to form a culture where kids could do stuff to manifest like something positive and something peaceful rather than fighting and all this other stuff you actually expressed yourself on on you know not necessarily even on wax it was a live spur of the moment type thing yes it was an outlet exactly you had an outlet so it gave kids an outlet to say i'm gonna be the best mc and then people would challenge each other from block to block it almost became like a game you know what i'm saying um, and it's the same thing that happened throughout with DJing, uh, writing. That's why you know people are slashing through people's uh, uh, writing. Yeah. Uh, you got yada yada yada. It goes on and on. Now it manifested later on wax as you move forward because you know people would have animosity with each other, and we get stuff like the classic uh, disc with the uh, bridges over. Okay. Which, like again, that came that came from a place because you had KRS One. Um, Submitting stuff to Mr. Magic and Marley Mall at the time, and they having this click that had formed that they were kind of locking people out. Okay. And so they locked okay. KRS One out. KRS One said, Well, screw that. You guys are over. You know, it's over. so they did a swipe on it. And, I, you know, I remember seeing the interview where when Roxanne Shantae said she had came home from tour or she just had her kid and she just yeah. came back and she heard the bridges over everywhere. And it's like she had never, she hadn't heard it. Like people were shocked. And that came from a real place because she run up on Karis one in a bank and they were ready to fight but Karis one of course being you know he, he was a, a man about here as a street dude he went for the fight in a woman so he basically was just like hey you know they you know kind of squashed it uh, or did whatever whatever and moved on mm-hmm. right but that's what it was that's what it was about at the time MC Shan still holds on to this day being that guy and, and Karis one had to destroy him again he said something crazy MC Shad and, and the KRS one came back and did another. They still have that animosity to this day. Or I will show you, like when uh, uh, EPMD, like um, some guys got in Rakim's ear that was in his entourage and yeah. say EPMD is dissing you. Yeah, yeah. And basically, people don't realize Rakim. He doesn't put on that persona, but he was around some dudes. Yeah, he, he was around. Nigga. They was around some dudes. They were around some street guys that were for real, for real. There was no joke with them dudes. So basically... I ain't no joke. And he wasn't playing. And so basically, he even fronted uh, Eric Summon at a party. And they were having a standoff right there at a party, looking eye to eye. And basically, PMD 
pretty much talked them out of that, got them out of that situation. So all the and old school beefs had real history had and real animosity history. And that came, spilled over into the music. And, and you hope that it didn't go as far as it, because the whole idea of this battle and stuff was get it out on wax, get it out of you in the creative medium uh-huh. and don't turn the fight, right? And you don't and feel that new Eminem and MGK, you don't feel that it has that same no, reality base, it's more WWF, you feel? It, it, a part of it is, because when you look at it, when you look at what happened with even Biggie and Pac, Biggie and Pac, sadly enough, theirs escalated because it had such a street element to it, it escalated to the point where it couldn't just go to simple fisticuffs. People were already, like, championing a certain lifestyle so unfortunately we had gotten so far away that showed you how far we got away from what battling originally was now i'm not trying to say that people didn't hands didn't get put on people back in the day and stuff didn't get because like i told you before i feel like hip-hop at one time when it was underground is of course going to be more dangerous because you don't got entourages you can't hide if i'm talking bad about you and you know i live somewhere Right at some point, you may get tired of it and be like, you know, I'm, I'm well, going to have to go see that dude. Well, here, uh, here's the thing, and don't don't lose your point. I, I get your point, but I kind of I kind of don't get your point because I feel like it's okay for two MCs to challenge each other on wax. Like it's nothing oh, no, wrong. I, there's no wrong, nothing wrong. It, with it's nothing it, wrong but. for niggas to say, "I don't know you, you don't know me, we don't have any real history of beef." But let's just battle because I think I'm a better MC. Like I don't think there's nothing wrong. But that with was that. the purpose of it. No, that's what I'm saying. That was actually the purpose. So, okay. but what I'm saying is, it ain't I don't even think that. every wax battle has to have. I don't even think a it's real that history no behind. It. I, but I don't even think it's that anymore. I don't even think it's like the craft. It's not so about using the an Eminem and MGK. I think it's about I, record sales. I think it's that's about, what they're doing. They're yes. trying to get record sales. Yeah, because you even look at the okay. Let's look at the Drake beat before we get to not the not the Drake the the recent Drake beat. Uh, but we're talking about the one with uh, what's his face? Pusha T. No, before Pusha T. Meek um, uh, Mill. Meek Mill. Okay, the Meek Mill situation was more so about you didn't give me a cosign. You didn't give me a cosign on a record thing. I thought we were boys. Uh, I said some stuff. Drake said some stuff. That was kind of, you know, yeah, you history. Take, yeah. yeah, it had a little petty swipe into it, but it was nothing serious. It was like you just kind of looked at it and just kind of sneered your nose at it. But most but, of the shit is petty, though. Yeah, it's, it's generally all petty. But the whole notion is these guys are not craftsmen. Like, what you're thinking about is you're thinking about it in the sense that. Just hip-hop. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're doing this to see who's iron the better sharp, MC. Iron exactly. sharpens iron type we're, we're, we're doing to see who's the better MC. And you're saying like, that. Now it's more so a marketing stunt, like to almost keep certain things going. You know what I mean? Because you got to think about it. Like um, when Pusha T took his shot, that's leftover beef from Lil Wayne, the whole Young Money thing. Pusha T feels some right. way about Lil, Lil Wayne, feel like Lil Wayne took a lot of his style, all this other good stuff. They take, you know, they, they've been taking shots. That's where Mr. Me Too came from. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's been going on that long. They went on and took shots. They kept taking shots. Somehow Drake got in there. You know, the R&B dude gets in there. They get a back and forth thing going. Now you in this whole weird whatever. So, But it, they did it right when it was time to sell records. And they cut it off right when it, was, when it looked like it could have got detrimental to the character of a particular rapper. Drake. You're talking about um, 
Jay Prince? Yeah, Jay Prince did that because you had a stop to it because he didn't want his money train. Exactly, because you got the to Adidas. be interfered with. Exactly, because you got an Adidas deal on the line. Because basically, what Pusha T did was if Pusha T would have just kept it like street and did what he always do and just kind of like went back at Drake, called him soft, did all the battle would have kept going. And I but, understand all that that you're saying. It's it's a perfect point. Yeah, but. How does that pertain to the MGK and Eminem? MGK, uh, some people have discovered, and I got to verify this, they said that, for instance, this disc was already written. Yeah. And then and then they're also saying, now look at it. And you're talking about the Rap Devil disc. The Rap Devil disc. And you look at some it. Some people say it was written seven months ago. Exactly. I don't know how true that is. We don't know how true that is. We don't know how true that is. So I, I'm just, I, I have to corroborate it before I actually go on stand yeah, on it. Yeah. I'm not going to really Man, yeah. take it one way or another. I feel but, he drops it right at the same time Binge is about to drop, which is his new album. Now, I'll give you that, you know, Eminem makes a statement on his album. And Binge just recently dropped. Yeah, like literally. Recently. Two, three, four days ago, something exactly. like that. I and haven't been keeping up with it. No, I said, and this is the biggest shot in the arm. Let's be real. Because, like, MGK is, like, one of those Midwestern artists that, yeah, he'll, he'll be a millionaire. You know, for the rest of if, if he's uh, taking care smart. of his money, smart. So, do but, you think, do you think that this was orchestrated to help the careers of Eminem and MGK? Oh, not Eminem. It's this is what you do, like when you got somebody that's a big target, like Eminem. Was Eminem in it too? Was Eminem like, I want you to be successful, so I'm gonna do? I don't. I don't think it's. You a, don't think it's that deep? No, I don't think it's that deep. It's not a. You put, think it's, it's more uh, calculated on MGK's side? Exactly. It's you judo. It's basically saying it's a good idea. 50 Cent used this formula all the time. Basically, 50 Cent, he came in on this formula. And I think it was best developed by 50 Cent uh, when Jim Master J was still alive. When he came in with How to Rob, he came at everybody. Okay, I, I mean, he came at everybody. So because and it seems more fabricated, it doesn't catch your fucking interest like all the fucking beefs you mentioned. Exactly, because there's a direct the EPMD and the Rakim. Yeah, Common and, the and Ice Cube. KRS-One yeah. and, the, and the fucking uh, Bridges Over and the Common and the, and the Ice Cube. Because, like I mean, that was said. so bad that even It wasn't Farrakhan. manufactured. Exactly. It's but like, this Eminem and MGK years. Okay, I feel releasing. the parallel you're making. Yeah, because they, st- they were still releasing records in the middle of theirs or releasing albums mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, uh, basically, you had Farrakhan and them step in to squash that. Because, like, they saw where that was going. And see, like, like I said, when you got, like, a lot of things where you got, like, the street-level stuff that, um, what's called, uh, what that, uh, what, what's their name, um, Ice Cube and them were doing. What, the and, West Side Connection? Yeah, West Side Connection. Because you had Mac, Mac 10 in there and all these other dudes, and they were, like, they were still tied in to dudes that was, like, in the street, plus they was in the street. So, you know, it was only a matter of time before they weren't going to really respect that line. They were like, you disrespect me, I see you in public. So it, it could have gotten crazy. Plus, you know, it's not like Common presents a certain kind of way, but he's from the shop. So, so you know, still, so you could, he could have people around him too. You see what I'm so, saying? So, so do you feel the, and you, I think you already alluded to this, but do you feel the Meek and Drake was more authentic than Eminem and MGK? I, or it's around the same level? It's, well, I think it was, I think the Meek Because I think Meek and Drake is more authentic than Eminem it is, it is. and MGK. It is more authentic, but here's my thing. But I, I think, still think Eminem think and MGK Meek is authentic. I didn't even expect it to be a battle. I think what Meek did was he did what this generation does and basically went to uh, Twitter and was like, Drake ain't my friend no more because he didn't support me. 
and make little comments like he ain't my friend because he didn't support something me. petty blew up into exactly a, and then like a money making opportunity for the both exactly of them. and they just basically went back and forth on it for a minute and it became a thing uh, this to me is more of Eminem has put himself up there he says he's the rap god he, he, he takes that moniker and stuff like that and him and MGK got some history mm-hmm. in the sense that MGK wanted to be put over by Eminem. He wanted Eminem to put him over, but Eminem never put him over. By putting him over, if you look at professional wrestling, that means like put me on, make me, yeah. put me, you know, let me give me that leg up, give me that suit and stand on, so I, I'll take it from here, the coach. Yeah, put me in the game, coach. And, and he got that. And Eminem, yeah, Eminem basically didn't. Eminem. People Reluc- are unfair. Reluctantly did it. Yes. And on top of that, really, to be honest with you, people don't understand the industry. You can't really put another man on past a certain point. You can give him all the cosigns in the world like Jay-Z did, Memphis Bleak. You can do everything you want to do. But if they only have a certain type of feel or connection, they're only going to have that. You know, it's a, there's a lot of luck, timing, and how you connect. But a lot of artists take it a certain kind of way when they don't get certain opportunities and they don't feel like they get the full opportunity. So I'm sure with Diddy being there and different people being there, they use the Eminem formula. As some, not Eminem, but the 50 Cent formula. Yeah. Where you say, okay, who's the biggest man in the room? You know when they say you get in jail and they say go in there, punch the biggest dude in the room? Screaming for attention. Exactly. And respect. Exactly. So once, once you do that, you, you're airing out information like, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. And then like he jumps, you know, and he does all this other stuff. And now you drop in binge, right? You know, um, once you're dropping binge right after that, which is a smart business move. Yeah, I definitely think it was a smart business move, what he did. If what you're saying is true, and I don't see why it wouldn't be. If what you're saying is true about MGK knew what the fuck he was doing, and he called Eminem out because that was Eminem's career is a great springboard for his. Yeah. And he used Eminem's career. He forced career, him to put him over. And he, he forced Eminem to put him over. So that's smart. I can't hate on that man for that. But I wonder if it's such a fucking springboard, why won't you answer him back? Because there's diminishing returns at a certain point. There's a positive and negative. Like, here's the thing. I don't. Every, no, okay, oh, watch here's this, the thing. Watch this. Watch this. Everybody says, nobody ain't going to diss Eminem. Nobody would dare say anything about Eminem. Nobody would dare do that. Nobody. And when you become the dude that dares to do it, and you do it well enough that people say, some people are giving you the benefit of the doubt and saying, you you know, you got him on that one and stuff. What? You can't go no further than that. It's almost like you're going to, you may super ugly yourself. You're right. So you're not wrong, Frederick Freeze. I agree with you. But you started the motherfucking beef with Eminem. Finish that shit. But see, that's the key. I, now, I understand. Listening to the interview that MGK did with The Breakfast Club, I understand his point. I don't believe his point, but I understand his point. His point was Eminem's diss. Kill shot was not worth my response or my time. I'm too big as MGK to answer that kill shot whack ass bullshit back. My nine year old daughter wasn't even offended by it. So he's trying to act like he's bigger than the track. He's too big to answer the track back. Or, or that he's insulted I, by the fact that his his le- the legend that he grew up watching is not giving him his best shot. Okay. Basically. That's what he's looking at. I, I feel what you're saying, yeah. MGK. And thanks for adding that in there. I feel what MGK is saying, but to me, that's a bunch of bullshit. 
you 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 started the fucking beef, finished that shit, and not only did you start the beef, but you had the lead. MGK's rap devil is better than Eminem's kill shot, and for you to not come back to answer kill shot, it's like it's like you're forf- you, you're ahead in the game and you're forfeiting. Finish the fucking game. But see, that's the key. You're thinking about it differently. You're thinking about it from a cultural standpoint. You're thinking about it how and MC if, and, would and, handle it. And if he was telling the truth, I would agree with him. Yeah. I think, and, and that's my point. The point you're making about him using it as a springboard and being smart and intelligent with his approach, that's a perfect point. But I think you bought into what he's saying. That's the thing. That's the key. I think you believe that he that that he's too big to answer back. I don't think. Yeah, no, nah, he's not. That, that ain't it. Not. Let me rephrase that because I don't want to put words in. Your mouth. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't even think he th- he's too big to answer back. What he is is he go to Eminem in, and this worked way better than he even expected. And right? he can't answer Eminem back. Well, he ain't well, got shit for him. Well, that, but the bottom line is. There's a law of diminishing returns. Like, I was about to make a sports analogy while big teams don't often play small teams. Because you put the big team is always putting more on the line than the small team. I think and, that's in college excuse. football. Well, that's the truth of the matter is this is not a cultural thing. They're not doing this for the culture. Like we all and say. That ain't that. what I'm saying. It ain't so, about culture. But what I'm, but see what what I'm, I'm what I'm saying is he got on the Breakfast Club. I could be fucking wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. What I'm saying is this man got on the breakfast club and basically instead of saying I'm not good enough to answer back Eminem, instead of saying that, he's not going to do that. Instead of saying, of course he's not. So I he's would. got he's got to spin that. He's got to spin it like that, this. So now we're on the same page. Well, see what I'm trying now to say. Now we're on the same page. Because he, he spun it into something that sounded more favorable instead of telling the truth, which is. I can't answer Eminem's kill shot back, and I wasn't intended for him to even come at me like that. Well, no, the, he, he I knew. started some shit I can't finish. Well, no, that's not even it. He knew that's that what he should have said. No, he knew that Eminem was coming. He knew Eminem was gonna give him his best shot or give him a good shot. Uh, but and he knew that, like I said, the thing is with Eminem, you can't beat Eminem even if you beat Eminem. You see what I'm saying? So the truth of the matter is, hold you're, on, you're right. You're you right. can't be because you got the, the fans are not gonna be happy no matter what. His True. fan Eminem has too many fans. It's like Drake. You can't beat Drake even if you beat Drake. It's like I tell people once a person gets to a certain point and they become meaningful to a um, uh, audience to a certain degree, you are always the outside guy, and people are gonna ask who is this guy. So once you gave him your best shot and you got a shot in the arm and you will be forever known as the dude crazy enough to diss Eminem and gave him a, a, your best shot. You now, you have valuable real estate. You're the outside, you're the maverick. If you keep doing this, you could, you you. if you don't got something very precise to go ahead and hit him with immediately, then what's gonna happen is you could super ugly yourself. And that is pretty much desperately trying to answer back and try to make this a cultural thing, which is the footing that Eminem wants to fight on. He wants to fight on the on the on the uh, URL. Okay. Um, and did I say that right? Cause it's the URL. Yeah, URL. Oh, yeah. He wants to fight on the URL wax level. King of the Dots. That's what Eminem wants to do. He's like, okay, watch this. I can do every rap style known to man. I can I can rhyme uh, orange with everything in the world. Uh, watch watch me. I'm coming for you. So M's gonna do that. And we know that. 
We know M's going to come in, use your style against you. He's going to come in and get some quick. We know that. So at the end of the day, structurally, we know what M was going to do. But what he did was he laid out a case. Okay? M slightly answered that case. Right? It wasn't better than Rap Devil. It wasn't better than Rap Devil, in my opinion. But he answered the case. Yeah. And he did He did what we he expected him to, to do. do. Yeah. He did. I'm going to show you how lyrical I am. And I'm going to you know, switch from rapping fast. Then do the modern style. Then yeah. do the talking style. Then do this. Then do yeah, that. Yeah, so he answered the track so, back like he was supposed exactly, to. Exactly. So we expected him to do all that other stuff. But the thing is, I think Machine Gun Kelly know there's diminishing returns. Because this and is not I a cultural don't. thing. See, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't believe you. He's not believe a what he said. No, I don't believe. I don't believe him saying that he don't think Eminem, he don't think he's worthy. I don't believe that stuff. That's just like, the, that's the press. That's his press. Because what the, I'm the saying is, I feel like he judo flipped Eminem. Basically, and, and what that's he what he's saying. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't say. To me, he you know, he, to me, the you know. interview. To me, the interview sounds like the Breakfast Club interview that MGK did sounds like this. I'm MGK. And I'm too strategic. I'm too smart to answer that track back. That track isn't even worth answering back. It don't even make sense to answer well, that track back. Well, you know My why? My album is coming out. I'm past that. You know why? That's, That's what, the message go that back, he go back, Go back and say what you just said. My album is coming out and I'm past it and, I, and it doesn't make sense. Now, now let's stop right there. So that's, that's what that's, that's what he's saying in his that, interview, that, right? See, that's the, that's what he's trying to do. He's and that's revolt. what you're saying. He's done. That's what he's the reason okay. why is because he's with revolt. Okay, he wants to sell, take the shot in the arm, basically. Okay, and run with. It. He that don't want to get bogged good. down. You know, he, that sounds good. I don't fucking believe it. Oh, it's not a believable I believe, thing. This I, is the I WWE. believe. I believe that he does not have what it takes to answer Eminem back. I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he's trying to take this shot in the arm and take this money. Because the truth of the matter and is that's what me and you these differ. Dudes, these dudes are not... Because I think he cares, em but he's scared. Nah, Eminem is a true culture dude. This dude true. is a fan and an entertainer to me. He's not a true culture dude. He is a clout chasing dude. Mm -hmm. This dude has a body full of tattoos. You know, he's done, had mohawks. He's had piercings all over. He's one of those Midwestern dudes. Those Midwestern dudes, they tend to have all of these gimmicky things, like the insane clown posse in them. They do their clout dudes. They do all of this stuff. They set a certain persona, and they live and die by it. And so they did build he these not say? Brands. Hobson had white uh, contacts. He would yeah. do the white contact thing. And they do all these things to kind of make But they, peep this though. But peep this. Look at them. But peep this. Did he not say he had a clip ready for Eminem and he put it back? He's got to do that. This is WWE. You got to do it. You got to say it's like And like, I admit it's, you it's you do WWE. have to you do have to lie. It's the, that's what I'm saying. It's like you do have to cuz I'm telling you're you right. you're, you're using the mind of like this is meaningful to these people. Like, this is meaningful. Like, oh, my God, Eminem is beating me. Like, man, this dude, as long as the check clears. Not that. Not that. Like. I'm not using that. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't care. I don't think that way. Eminem could come out and what drag I, him for I, three I'll tell you what now, I think. He would never answer because he knows. What I think is this. I feel that. Because Eminem is giving the free press now. I feel. This is what I feel. I feel like MGK is lying, bullshitting, and dancing around the fact that he can't answer Eminem back. That's all I feel. I, well, no, and I, instead of. And nobody would say this, but instead of saying, damn, Eminem caught me off guard and I can't answer back that hard-ass diss track, which his shit was better than Eminem's. See what I'm saying? Instead of saying that, 
he made up some some shit that had a little bit of truth in it. He made up some shit to make it seem like, you know what? I'm past that. I'm bigger than that. That diss ain't even worth my time. That's what you say when you afraid. You know how the bully walks up. Not I ain't even gonna say a bully. You know how you about to fight a nigga and instead of fighting this motherfucker, you say, man, I don't want to fight you. You ain't worth my time. Some people mean that. MGK was fucking scared. Scared or unprepared? I'm going to say unprepared because I think he's lyrically capable of answering back, but I think he's unprepared. And instead of saying that, he just gave a bullshit excuse. I don't even think it's Because either. guess what? How is it going to hurt his career to answer Eminem back? Is his sales going to go down if he make a, if he, if that so-called clip that he got? Is it going to well, hurt his sales no, if he the, put that the, clip the, out? The key is, the key is, is just like they want to move on because they know now they got they got everything they want. Everything well, get some want. more then. No, there's a diminishing. If Eminem, if the springboard, no, get some more. There's there's a, a law of diminishing returns. Now what you do is you make Eminem overwork. So basically what's going to happen is Eminem will hear that or whatever, and he, if he ever does another album or does whatever, he'll mention MGK again. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now he has a he has he has a hook that's gonna always feed, right? So he can always pop up and make little comments and do little things like you know what I'm saying? Because he knows that at the end of the day, you're not gonna beat Eminem. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat Eminem's audience. You're not gonna beat Eminem's clout. True. You're not gonna beat Eminem. Like only Juice and them can beat. They'll beat him, but they'll beat him on their own terms. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. And the fact of the matter is. He has basically done what he needed. I don't think they care anymore. I think that at the end, that's why I said all of this stuff rings hollow to me, except for Eminem. To me, Eminem is going through, you can tell the way he's doing things. He's kind of going through something where, because the culture and him being a dope MC has meant something to him throughout his career. This is something, he comes from the school where that meant something, that meant something. And he still pushes that. That's Eminem. Like being a dope lyricist means something to Eminem, right? Being a high-level MC that means, means something. something. But so let me MGK, see if you agree with this. I don't know. Let no. me see if you agree with this. Then I'm gonna sum up that whole fucking interview, the the the, the piece that we heard. I'm gonna sum it up by saying this: that motherfucking MTK basically said, "Imagine if somebody says." Well, shit, MGK. MGK, let's battle, MGK. And MGK's response was, I got other shit to do. Remember when Jay-Z said, if you beat me, you're famous. If I give you a chance, I'm brainless. And who's saying that in this case, Eminem or MGK? Because it definitely ain't MGK. So basically, no. Basically, at this point, he knows that there's a... MGK? MGK knows there's a chance of diminishing returns. He right now He ain't there to, yet though But see, no the, the thing if is If he drops one more track Maybe two more is diminishing One more ain't gonna hurt his career Well see the thing is He's supposed to go on his little tour He's gonna milk this for everything he can He's yeah. gonna try to get Like he should the, say He's gonna like try he to get all of the sales off of it He's he, That interview is a part of it Cause you gotta play the showman Smart Master showman Smart. You gotta step in there like Huh yawn And see will that make Eminem answer again See what I'm saying? It's, you're fishing. You're fishing. You're fishing to make him overwork. To see, can you get under his skin? Well, That's troll. It's his turn, though. No. See, you're thinking of it like hip-hop. This is hip- You're thinking hip-hop. I'm talking clout and trolling. This is clout It's trolling. MGK's turn to answer back. 
Troll. And if he don't answer back, That's he's afraid fault. and he forfeits and he loses. No. It's as simple as that. That's in hip hop, yes. <laughs> it, it's as simple as that all across the board. No, this is troll. I'm not saying that you're wrong because your point trolling. is perfect. You're clout. I mean, you, ha you have a perfect point. He is a clout king. He he chases clout. He basically like Lil B. It's like we talked about. You're that. giving MGK too much credit. No, I, no, I'm just saying I know what these guys are. It's like when I look at, like, again, I told you, you cannot diss Bizarre. Bizarre just got yeah. through dissing, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Budden. Joe Budden. So, basically, Joe Budden might as well just laugh that off and keep on going. Like, what? And just keep on going. Because what you going to do to Bizarre? Because so, that's what so, Bizarre is. So, MGK in your mind got this whole thing figured out. And he got well, this it's whole. It's not that he got it all figured out. And he got out. this whole master plan. And oh, he's it's so. A 50 cent form. And he's playing chess. It's, and it's, this nigga ain't game. playing chess. He ain't prepared for Eminem. No, he's which play, he no, could be because you. his song it was better. No, it's not. He's not. This is not hip hop. He was this ahead is, in the game, and he forfeited. Like nigga, you about to win? No, finish this. You, you can't win. This is hip. This ain't hip hop. This is clout. This is the internet. This is his time. This is his culture. His culture is the internet. Like he ain't gotta be Eminem to win. But see, that's the problem. He don't. All he got to do is answer back. He, Like you said, he can't be Eminem in the machine and the legacy. Yeah. But answer the motherfucker. You started the fight. That's hip Finished the fucking fight. That's, that's hip hop. Nobody cares about hip hop. Not in this. Nobody cares about hip hop. And understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm saying I disagree with him. Oh, I see, I don't like the whole thing. I hate this whole thing. <laughs> I have nothing but disdain for Eminem. And MJK's whack-ass battling shit. I fucking hate this shit. Because there's nothing to it. It's the WWE. And I want to put that out there. I didn't like that Drake shit. Same. I don't like none of that bullshit. I'm going to go and tell you. I don't like none of that bullshit. Because it's bullshit to me. This is old Drake. This is old bullshit-ass WWE-ass shit. And people, and the only defense people have when I tell them this, oh, these old heads. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these dudes ain't about shit. They ain't finna do nothing. Ain't you ain't finna do shit. You ain't, I could put, I could put MGK and, and now, Eminem in the same now listen, room. Now listen. You know what I'm saying? Now we're on the same page, That's what I'm Frederick. saying. Ain't finna do shit. Now you like, understand yeah, me. Yeah. MGK ain't gonna do shit. That's right. I thought he was because he had the better song with Rap Devil. But now, since he's pretty much let me know in so many words, I'm not gonna respond to Eminem. Because I'm unprepared and I'm not even in his league. Have you ever been online and you seen how trolls that, operate? That's what he's. That's that's what I'm seeing. I'm reading between the lines and I'm seeing fear and hesitancy from I'm MGK. Trolling. I know what the nigga said. The yeah. nigga said that he's too busy. He wants to move on with his career. No, he's trolling. The song is not big enough or important enough for him to answer that's it back. That's trolling. MGK is trying to make it seem like Eminem's diss song is not worth his time because he's trolling. Fuck that. Tell the truth. You ain't prepared for that goddamn no, song, he's Kill Shot. He's a clout dude. The man, like, again, this, this dude came in. And with guess what? And guess what? Him. Eminem ain't going to answer him back because Eminem feels like, nigga, you didn't answer back Kill Shot. Because I Eminem won. is hip hop. See what I'm saying? Because Eminem, is, Eminem is, is representing hip hop. He always does. And basically, the audience that MGK is dealing with, he has a, a basically, he has that solid underground mid-level mad that's one of the few times i heard fred get, yeah. get angry yeah oh no i'm tired of this shit but uh he's got that underground midwestern type of uh crowd right who uh mgk, MGK. and basically they're gonna come to his shows and they're gonna they're gonna big up him because he's the champion of them 
right? Yeah. And basically, that's what they're going to do. But he is a clout dude. When you look at when he came in, this dude had a mohawk, a multicolored mohawk, I and believe. And now he has a man bun, yes. as Eminem pointed out. And then, and, and he had gauges in his ear. I think the dude had gauges in his ear. And he yeah. had piercings, and he was doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, now I ain't saying there's anything wrong. You know, dress how you want to dress. It's hip-hop. But he always was, he's an entertainer. He's about the showmanship, and this is about part of it. This is part of it, what he's doing right now. It's the trolling. So now he's trolling. He's basically trolling Eminem, trying to act like he's like whatever. And yes, he's losing in that instance in my world because, again, if you start a battle, like we said, but hey, I'm coming from what? I'm coming from the hip-hop world. So if you start a battle and somebody answers you back, it behooves you to answer the whatever. But So do you believe him? And that's a great goddamn point. But do you believe MGK's interview with the Breakfast Club no. that, okay, we agree to you. That's what I'm saying. I don't believe that. I believe that's all part of the act. Okay, so. I think okay. that's a part of the act. So I my next question, yeah. do you believe he's prepared to answer Kill Shot back? Or you just don't know or what? What's your opinion I, on that? I think, I'm pretty sure he's got an answer for the daggum thing. But the problem is, like, again, they're playing this They're playing this garbage game of, it's kind of like a, like I said, it's trolling. Like, basically, can I get under Eminem's skin? Or so no? you do believe what he said? Not because in, cause not. in the interview, he's basically saying, I got some shit, but I'm, He's in the interview, in the Breakfast Club interview, he's basically saying, I got a clip, but I put it I, back up because I'm going to be strategic and I'm too big for that song. No, nah, he's not too big. He's, not, he's definitely not too big. And it for didn't the song. put a dent in me. The song is no, too weak for me to answer he's, back. He's got to say I'm that. I'm going to hold on to my gun. So basically, this. That's ba- what he's saying. Do you buy that shit? No. I believe what it is is, again, it goes to him trolling. Okay. I mean, because I, I still wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't doubt that he wrote this song six months ago. I wouldn't doubt it. You feel uh, me? Rap devil. Rap devil. I six, wouldn't seven doubt months it. ago, yeah. Six or seven months ago. And I wouldn't doubt this motherfucker got a series of songs just in case because of the fact that he knows how this shit going to go. But I, I would hope so. I would hope he is that prepared. But, but, well, I'm sure he did because he knew it was And if Eminem, so, put on. the fucking song out. Eminem is waiting. He's but, in, but he see, put out the kill key. shot. Put, put, put your but, shit out. He put out kill shot. I'm going to tell you what's happened. What he's done is, because now they're parroting Eminem everywhere. They're doing all this other shit. You got, like, um, Lad Bible had a funny thing where they had, like, a thing where it's Eminem, like, Oh, man, I'm going to pump you in the chest. I'm going to punch a popsicle. Punch you in your popsicle dick. Ah, Eminem ah, disses everything. Yeah, yeah, I, Eminem. I, I've seen that shit. So, yeah, this uh, whole Eminem shit is so, getting out of so, hand, but, really, but what I'm like trying, That's what he wanted. Now he's got his troll army media that's making fun of the man who nobody ever made fun of. He ain't Plus, know all that shit was going to so, happen. Well, he's, he's happy it's here, well, but he, I don't think he had a master no, plan against Eminem. No, he just wanted to see what happened. No, the, the key with him is, it was like, look, nobody disses Eminem. I'm going to do a kamikaze move after the man drops a kamikaze album. I'm going to That's jump out. That's as far as he thought it through. That's what I'm saying. That's it. And now... The only thing MGK thought about was... I'm going to punch the big, bad Eminem in the mouth, and it's exactly. going to boost my career. And, and that's all he thought about. Yeah, create chaos, create chaos, and let the chaos carry. And that's what he did. So I'll He's give like, him that credit. So he create chaos, and now, and now, like I said, if you go look online, and if you've ever been, seen a message board where you got a troll, a troll, you could be killing a troll. You could be giving a troll all the facts. You could give him every line, everything you want. Troll don't care. Troll just gonna start making jokes 
You could you could have him dead to rights. You could have pictures of his mama naked. Troll don't care. Troll at this point he know he got you. And you guess know why what he you, got and you? Guess what you do? Don't feed the fucking troll. That's it. And guess what Eminem gonna do? Because he already put out kill shot. Yep. Eminem ain't gonna say shit else about this goddamn I, I, man. I hope he doesn't. And and guess what's gonna it, happen? And then he'll say something. This this elaborate plan that you say MGK has. Is gonna fall through the fucking floor. Well, now you know what's gonna happen because Eminem is not gonna feed the troll. But you know what's gonna happen if Eminem doesn't feed him. That's when he says something. Because he's and, he's the, and, he's and the then man. guess what happens? Too little, too late. You should have answered back. I, kill I shot. Know, but see, it doesn't hurt him. So now you put yourself in a lose lose. But MGK. no, it, it doesn't hurt him because that means he people still his name still gets a bump. You see what I'm saying? But now people say you answer too late though. Uh, well, no, not the people that matter. We will. But I mean, like basically, hip hop people gonna say, but this is this is beyond hip hop now. This is being fought in like pop. He can't world. answer. He can't answer Eminem back a month from now, and people still give a fuck. Oh no, I trust me, they will. Shit, you know no, I promise. If you. he answer Eminem back a month from now, that would be the point of diminishing returns, and nobody will give a fuck. Man, people will listen to it and say, "Nigga, you should have dropped it a month." Well, uh, 29 days people, ago Hip hop people will say that But I'm gonna be honest with you Hell everybody will say You should have dropped that shit early Why the fuck did you wait so long To answer kill shot The casual listeners and stuff They're here for the train wreck They're Man, here for any train wreck That little white girl In goddamn Spokane, Washington Who don't know shit about hip hop Will listen to a late MGK diss Toward Eminem And even she'll say You should have answered that shit Four, five goddamn weeks ago well, again, Nigga you late Again, I'm gonna tell you. Again. I say that, and the novice hip hop motherfucker say that. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Cause like I said, all of this shit is manufactured to me. So if you don't answer back, kill shot because it wasn't a good enough diss, MGK. If you don't answer it back, you run the risk of answering the shit too late. I, and I see, I agree with that. But from our standpoint, I just still think that this is all manufactured because they're talking about. If oh, you try to get Eminem out of hiding by not saying shit. Well, you lose because he ain't going to say shit because he already felt like he won with Killshot. Well, see, see, Diddy, they talking about Diddy going to be in this and all this other shit. And, you know, Revolt is doing they thing. Yeah, because yeah, what you call it said, now Diddy is in it. What about elect- Electronica? Oh, that Jay Electronica, he just kind of missed the point on it. Like, he, when he heard... He took real offense to that whole yeah, Puff which, Daddy but he didn't understand killing the line. Tupac line. He, that but he didn't understand said. the line. You see what I'm saying? And I'm just like, Jay, do an album. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, what like, did he say? If you know, basically, it's just the line in Kill Shot was more like, uh, "That'll be the day that." Basically, he's saying, "Yeah, I remember that line." That, that, that Puff admits that he had Biggie kill, that he had words, um, Tupac kill, they had right? they had Tupac kill, and Jay Electronica took offense to that. Yeah, exactly. With a song or just like a, with, a tweet or some shit. With a tweet. A tweet. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? This is where we at. And and the shit went over his fucking head because yes. obviously it was tongue in cheek from Eminem. Exactly, and he even apologized to Diddy at the end. Like Diddy, you know I love you. Jay Electronica, that nigga really sad. Put out that. You want to answer back and be relevant? Put out a good ass goddamn album with your dope ass beats and your and your, your dope ass lyrics. That's all you need. To do. Yes. But back to get back to Lucy music. Let's finish off this Eminem shit because we lied to y'all and put out this. Uh, fucking Eminem show. I'm tired of all this shit. I told people I hate, hate, hate all this shit. I'm going to the hate player haters ball. The player hate on this modern rap beat. 
It ain't. I can't stand this shit. It ain't that. I can only speak for myself because I know Fred hates it more than me. But I can only speak for myself and say it's not that I didn't like the beef. I didn't like Kill Shot, Rap Devil. It's not that I didn't enjoy the MGK Eminem beef. It's just that in this internet era, I'm not used to being inundated with so much news from two fucking people. In the battle rap era that we grew up in, yeah, you would hear a rap song. Yeah, you would hear rap disses. But without the internet, the songs didn't go stale as much because they weren't in constant road fucking tation. Yeah. That's a new word, road fucking tation. Yep. This Eminem and MGK shit every second of every fucking day is on your goddamn mind. It's in the airwaves. It's on the internet. So in about two days, you get what would have been maybe a month of information back in the day. Yep. I say all that to say this. Eminem should have answered back kill shot and his lame ass excuse on the breakfast club is not good enough for me and because it's not good enough for me I deem him the fucking loser of the Eminem MGK beef which is unfortunate because he had the better song and in my mind he had to leave MGK had to leave I, I, I deemed him the loser when he did it from the beginning uh, not because I didn't like Rap Devil just because I know that he could not defeat Eminem and I saw through all of this little shit that he was doing. And basically... But it ain't about defeat, though. So It's about making them bleed and using the springboard. And that's, that's the only thing you can that, do to Eminem. That's all he did. So he did so, it. He, and, and that's... So he did it. And so he did. So, I mean, so... At, and at the end of the day, I'm just like... And I'm just still, like, shrugging my shoulders because, like I said, at the end of the day, I just don't feel this beef. I don't feel it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, I mean, they, they got everybody else speaking up now. You know, Joe Budden jumped in there. Fucking everybody from D12 jumped in there. People online, like, selling it like it was a big-time boxing fight. Ooh, he going to do that boy so wrong. I'm like, man, I can't do this. And then when I heard I Kill Shot, I was like, decent diss, awesome song. But as a diss, it's, it's, it's decent. Yeah. It wasn't better than rap. And I just wouldn't. I just, man, so I, I wasn't underwhelmed, but I did expect it to be better than Rap Devil, and it wasn't. Yeah. And I just, I, like I told you, it's just never, it's just, I sit there and just stare at it. I was just like, I can't, I didn't even listen to it as hard as I stared at the cover and just said, why is this fucking happening? Like, I, I, I just kept, I, just, I kept telling myself, and then I, I'm just tired of people saying this is good for the culture because it's not. Because these guys are not culture dudes to me. Eminem is, don't get me wrong, Eminem is a culture dude. But he's not dealing with another culture dude to me. MGK to me is an entertainer. And, you know, I'm not saying that he wouldn't spit because the dude can rap, but it's just like he's just he's an entertainer. Like Eminem is like more so bread and butter. I'm trying to I'm a culture dude, you know, in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Or tries to be. Let me piggyback on that. I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish my first thought before I piggyback. My first thought is, because I want to clarify something, because I kind of contradicted myself. To me, MGK wins if he stands up to Eminem and makes him bleed. So a win for MGK in this Eminem, MGK beef, is more of a moral it's it, That's all it is. You can't really beat Eminem because he got too many fans. He got too much of a machine. And the too. fact that he can really rap. Yeah. So... You're going up against too much when you fuck with Eminem. So you can't really beat him. I was looking for MGK to make Eminem bleed and to stand up to him. Even if you lost the battle, 
you still win morally and it makes you look like a fucking David against the Goliath. Yep. He started off doing that with Rap Devil, but now since he won't answer back kill shot, I think it fucks up his whole momentum and that bullshit excuse that he gave on the Breakfast Club is not good enough for me. Now, let me piggyback on what you were saying. Which I forgot what the fuck you were saying. What the fuck were you saying? How, what the fuck were you saying, Fred? Uh, basically, like I said, it's just all of it rings hollow to me because I feel like Eminem, is, he's the culture dude. And I feel like it's really showing something. And that's why the media is, is latching on That's what that. I was going to say. It they're is la- they're, good. They're, they're painting him like the angry old rapper that has lost himself and is losing his mind rapping in the, into the house. That's what they're doing to Eminem. And, like, and, and, he's, and that's going to be a detrimental thing to him later on. Unless he finds himself out of his mess. You were talking about was it good for the culture? I think it's not bad for the culture. I just don't think it's anything for the culture. I don't think it hurts the culture. I'm going to go ahead and say it is good for the culture. Eminem and MGK beef is good for the culture. But it's not leaps and bounds good for the culture. The culture would have survived without it. I could have deal without it. It definitely, exactly. It definitely doesn't ho- hurt the culture. Oh no, it doesn't hurt the culture. I'm just saying it's not like basically. But I, I think it is good for the culture, just not by leaps and bounds. Well, people didn't understand when Nas said hip hop was dead. A lot of people didn't understand that and they took offense to it. But really, what he was saying is, it's just like Delta Blues is not dead. But what made Delta Blues Delta Blues is gone. So now everybody's just emulating it. You see what I'm saying? Hip hop finally made when hip when when he did hip hop is dead. Everybody's emulating what made hip hop hip hop. You see what I'm saying? Everybody's still yeah. rapping and still doing hip hop, but what it came from and the essence it of it was no long is 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 no longer there. Like the the the, the rudimentary stuff is no longer there. So that's not a negative. That's not a complete negative, but it's just an acknowledging of. An, an, acknowledgement. an acknowledgement. Yeah, I was waiting for you to correct that exactly. shit. Exactly. An acknowledgement. Oh, fuck up something, man. I can't call nobody out on dictionary uh, pronunciation. Uh, hey, I got to do it. Man. Of what had happened with the culture and the fact that it had become corporate. Because once corporations figure out how to make a formula or something, they take it and they bleed the, uh, bleed the essence out of it. You know what I'm saying? So you'll get a bunch of Delta Blues that it doesn't sound very soulful. Like it doesn't sound like the original, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have the feel to it. You got people just emulating it, mixing it in with other music, doing all this old weird stuff with it. We get that all the time. Same thing with hip hop. We're getting the same thing with hip hop. Sometimes you get good experiments, sometimes you get bad experiments. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're taking every, that's why I was saying I initially started out. I think a lot of people don't understand what beef and battling was and what it was meant to be. And how it really manifested And how it manifested itself Now I know a lot of people be like Oh come on man They don't like each other And you know that's obviously The beef and the stuff like that And do 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 And blah blah Well if that was the case Then we wouldn't be having this conversation Because MGK would be answering him See what I'm saying He'll be answering him Whether he sold one record of 500 See what I'm saying Because there would be a point to be made You know what I mean That no you I, You don't go to an interview And say You don't want to answer that do it on the record. Just do it like, you know, do like actually, you know, that's what, what be I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because what I would have did. That's some cheap shit. Exactly. What I would have did was, but see, I know what age we live in and I know this ain't relevant. So I know that's why they doing that. But uh, I would have told him, look, man, redo Stan. What you should have did 
was you should have almost did another video that's like a saying, Dear M, I'm embarrassed that you even wrote that. You know, or, or call exactly. it Dear Miss or whatever answering like that. Answering back. Answering back. Put out that goddamn clip exactly. you so-called say you got and loaded then, and, then continue, and then do the stand. And then continue hitting them with personals. You see what I'm saying? Motherfucker. And, and, and continue hitting them with personals. Say, you, I'm sorry. You, I hope to never be you. Wasting You're an angry old man. Time you know, yada, yada, guy. yada. You know what I'm saying? You know, and like, so if you're going to do that type of thing, you need to do it. But if that's not what you're doing, this proves my point about these modern era battles. These modern era battles, they don't have anything to them outside. They're so petty and so far removed and so whatever. And they t- a lot of people are taking 50 cents formula because 50 cents formula like is. I didn't like that formula. Oh, he's and he's now he's into it. With it's six, smart. Nine. It's, it's smart. smart. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean it's so bad that Fat Joe is so tired of Fifty Cent. He wants to fight Fifty Cent. He's been threatening Fifty Cent. You know, Fat Joe. I told you, Fat Joe will come see you, but he can't get. To, he's like, look, I'm telling you, Miss Jones, I can't get to him. He has like a thousand bodyguards. Fat Joe, real. He's Fat he, Joe, he that about dude. to cry. He want to get yeah, to him wants so to, bad. I ain't never heard about him. He said, "Be fight him. <laughs> yeah. I want to fight the motherfucker. They won't let me fight the nigga." <laughs> I'm telling you, Fat Joe is serious, man. That dude is about that life. That dude will go out there. He will fight. That's why I said that on another show. I had to give Fat Joe props because see, he's a dude that's from that era. He's from that era that the beefs, like the famous, like UGK famously said, "Yeah, I said it." A Pimp C famously said, "Yeah, I said it," and a fight come with it. You know what I'm saying? And a and, fight come with and it. And a fight come with it. So so that was that and, and, and we wanted to avoid that. Speaking of pimp you know? goddamn C. That's right. Are you ready to talk about something for real? This return the trill of, of the, the trill, trill album by Bum B, his fifth studio album. Some real trail shit. It was released August 31st. It so, has features like Big Crit, Lil Wayne, T.I. Pimp C. Run the Jewels. Yo Gotti, two chains, motherfucking Lil Kiki, Slim Thug. And Lil Kiki got off on that. Gary Clark Jr., motherfucking Eight Baller MGG and MJG. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Cause that other shit, like I can't I can't even do it. It's it's like a headache. It's it's sad and a headache. It's I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. It's like like when Bizarre did that diss track, I was finished. But yes, let, let's let's go and jump into Bun B. Yeah, Return so Return of, of the, the Trio. Came out August 31st. Crit is on it. Run the Jewels is on it. I got a question. I like the album. What question do you have? Um, did Now, this is Return of the Trio. He's done a series of independent, like, well. Uh, He's done a lot of the, the Trio series. That's what I was about to say. I, I was about to say is it, it is, um, this is actually a part of his Trio series. Um, one thing I was gonna say is, I, I, you know, of course I like the album because Bun B is he's like him and Andre, not Andre, but him and Big Boy, they were the straight men in a group with two characters mm-hmm. that were so larger than life. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That they provided the background, but they were actually great musicians in their own right, and they are like. And you're talking about Outkast right now? Yeah, Outkast okay. and UGK. Cause Pimp C is a is a is a character. He's a character for He's the age. He's a character, and the fact that he was the brains yes. behind UGK yes. is not new to anybody who's a real fan. Yes. You and I is not new to us. Yeah. But if you're a, if you're not Sweet the biggest Jones. fan and you're not as informed about UGK, then you don't understand that 
Pimp C was UGK. The way they sounded, the yep. way they approached music. He yep. let Bum B do what he wanted to do. Yeah. That's the only thing Bum B had to do. Yeah. Bum B, come in the studio, rap over the beat that's given. But the hook, Pimp C. The direction of the song, Pimp, Pimp C. C. The production, the direction of the song, Pimp C. The, the, the feel of the group, Pimp C. And he was cornerbacking that thing, and you would think it would be the other way around because Bum B is such the straight man. The, he seems like he's a smarter rapper, especially because he's more lyrical. Yeah. But the quarterback was Pimp C all day. Because you want to know those albums? Yeah. Trill, 2005. Mm-hmm. Two Trill, 08. Trill OG, 2010. Trill OG, The Epilogue, 2013. Return of the Trill, 2018. I believe Trill OG, The Epilogue was kind of like the leftover songs from the first Trill OG that came out in 2010. Yeah. So, yeah. See, and that dude, I mean, musicianship some, is what you was talking about. Yeah, the musicianship, he basically had something inside of him as well. And he added a flavor to the group, being that, like I said, because it, it, it takes a person to understand, like, with his voice quality uh, and his delivery. And, you know, he almost has that. Both of them were like two different type of gospel preachers to me. You know, you had the the one guy that was different sides of the same coin. Exact, two different sides of the same coin. One of them had the baritone, straight, smooth delivery, and the other one was like Me the, your whole pussy wetter than the captain of the swim team. Yep. See, see what I'm saying? And where's your poppin' from the back? You see that hairy asshole? Yep. That, you put those two different motherfuckers yep, together. Yep. It's murder. It's fucking murder hero. Yep. And they did that. Yep. From 1987 until Pimp C passed away. Exactly, and that that was a that was a big loss to the game because nobody has captured that sound since then. And I always think about the story. Well, uh, and we're gonna get to the album review, like how Pimp C was so uh, steadfast and what he wanted to rap on. And I'm big about rappers knowing they sell. I already know where you're going with this. How he didn't want to deal with Jay Z. Exactly. And Big Pimp is one of their biggest songs. And he did it for Bun B. He did it for his brother. You know what I'm saying? He said, that's a funny style beat. <laughs> I don't want to rap over that funny style shit. Exactly. That nigga Bun B say, man, this is a big opportunity. Yeah. Jay Z is cool do it people. For me. Do it for me. This will take us to a whole new place. You may not want to do it. Do it for me, Pimp. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with that hip hop shit. These is country rap tunes. Exactly. Bun B was like, man, do it for me. And he did it. He did it for his brother. And he still didn't show up for the video. He did it for Bun, but he still didn't show up. And he, they had to. All right, Bun, I, I, can, I can do it for you. My horrible pimp scene impersonation. But you got it. But I, and, and I love that. But I, I love the fact that he actually stayed in his zone. And because, you know, I, like I said, one thing that always bothered me as a producer and stuff was. If I wasn't yeah, rapping, baby, I, I would still, still be, be driving Mercedes. Yeah, that's it. One thing and, that, and didn't want to do it and put down a classic verse. Yep, that's it. That's it. A true showman and a, and a true fucking professional. And, and that's why I try to tell people all the time, a lot of folks, like, yeah, will want to rap over everything. Track 12, You a Bitch, featuring Pimp C. That's track 12 on the Return of the Trill CD. Yep. And see, one thing that I try to tell people all the time is a lot of rappers try to rap over everything. And they try to be everybody, everything to everybody. But I love it when somebody know they self and they feel they self. And they going to drag you in their house. E-40 does this. A lot of people do that. He, 
he drags you into his world and beats you to death in his world. He don't really bother trying to go outside. Pimp C was is a master of that. He was a master of that. And he did him. He did him. You know, you know what you're getting with Pimp C. Pimp C is not here to play games with you. He got mad at Andre 3000 for the uh, for changing his beat on I Choose You. He heard that and he was mad at first. He was just like, they had to talk him down. He was just like, man, what is what kind of funny style stuff is this? He gonna come in and take my drum. Who takes who took my drums off this track? You can see that that guy. Hey, said that boy. You can you can see a a a a a designer a leather shoe flying at somebody. A leather shoe. Yeah, it's designer Italian. Oh, I'm I'm a red hot on the cover pimp. He said, "Take that monkey track off. It's embarrassing (laughs) us." Yeah, that's what most people. It's crazy. That's what most people. Motherfucking, um, big pimping, and what's the name of that goddamn track? Sipping on some scissors. Sipping on some scissors. Those two songs. And like I choose first, you later on that track. And I I'll choose say. you. Yeah. Those three songs introduced a lot of people to Pimp C. Mm-hmm. We've been fucking with them since pocket, pocket full, full of, of stone. stone. That's it. I got a pocket full of stone. Murder. My name is Pimp C, bitch. So what the fuck is up? Putting powder on my dick because I got big fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, right. We've been fucking with them since then. Yep. If I told you cocaine numbers, you would think I was lying. Young ass nigga 22 and talking about every time. We've been fucking yep. with them since then. Yep. But this return of the trio, 14 tracks, produced by Big Fucking Crip. Yes, who is sounds a lot like he needs Pimp to go. C. Man, don't say it, don't say it. I I wish him and Bun B would just do something together. Beyond this, they doing this, they did this album, but I'm just like this is a run the jewels moment because let's not forget the LP did this with Killer Mike on rap music and they did run the jewels and they haven't looked back since. I really feel like they don't got, of course you don't do UGK because you can't say UGK because Pimp is gone. Make something else. Think of something else. I think else. this is as far as they're going to go because for me, that's yeah. a good point you're making too. Yeah. But I feel if they do anything more, because they collab together. Yeah. Crit and Bum B collab together. They collab together really fucking great. Yeah. And they collab frequently and they do more than features. They create small project that's why i say and i think they need i wish they would just put a name on it if they do if they form a group or do more than what they do as much as i would like it it would feel like he's trying to replace pimp c that's why i said don't do that would seem i say going a whole different direction i say going a whole different direction because pimp how as long as crit is crit and he sounds like pimp c which he can easily not sound like well you know crit would actually do more substantive songs yes and like pimp c he did street substantive songs. Sometimes, like one day you hear, the next day you're gone. Crit would do is doing more like that soul. Basically, you could almost get a Texas Outcast out. Songs like Recognize, number yeah. two on the track. Yeah, you could get T.I., Big Crit, Bumby. That song is basically a Rick the Mike song, but it really has that substance that you were talking about. And you could and you could almost get a Texas Outcast out of it. I would say bring bring like let Crit yeah it, you it'll be great music yeah I just I, as I long just as he don't get soon. on there and start pimping like talking about pimping he's gonna do that yeah he, that's I, gonna happen yeah because because I mean my God when and it'll do, be dope may not yeah. be your favorite track but it'll be dope what kills me is I'm just like bro when one time he sounded so much like Pimp C on one of his own albums I was just like I'm looking around like is this dude for real and I don't even know what he's just playing around I think he was doing a tribute to UGK. He did a tribute to UGK, and he and I think he mimicked Pimp C on the song. And it works, then. Yep. Um, I, what you're saying, I want it to happen. I need it to happen. 
me personally, that's just me being a, a selfish fan. Because yeah. I feel like if they do more than what they've already been doing, which is collaborating the hell and back, if they form a super group, yeah. it'll feel like he's trying to replace Pimp C. It'll, it'll really feel like Bumby is trying to replace Pimp C. I can see that. And I can understand that. That's kind of scary. I don't. And that, don't and that would, that, that would, as much as I would nod my head to the great music, yeah, because they would make some dope shit, man, would they? But I, at the same time, it'd be bittersweet. I know, I know. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I just was sitting there thinking about it. it just, it just, I'm like, I, I would, I would live for that. I'd go for that. What's the name of that cop song on this goddamn album? Cause I know my joint is Run the Jewels, but you knew it was gonna be Yeah, you like the shit with Run the Jewels. Track number seven, myself featuring Run the Jewels. Yep. It sounds like a Run the Jewels song with Bum B on. Big Crit is on the hook. LP and Killer Mike are rapping. And Bum B, he's up there spitting lyrics too. Yep. And it sounds directed and produced by LP. Yep. And Somehow that works for everybody. Yeah. You would think that that sound would be too, I don't know, experimental for a Bum B. But Bum B fits right at home on, on that beat, which I shouldn't be surprised. Is Bum B is the same guy who can do a song with Lil Yachty, but then turn around and do a song with Nas, Ludacris, and goddamn terminology from Boston. Yep. But Bum B fit perfectly on this track, and that's one of the highlights of the fucking song. It might be Slow It Down. Num- track number 10, Slow It Down. Track number 10, Slow It Down, is a song where Bum B tells of a police officer pulling over somebody, and he tells it from the perspective of the person being pulled over Yep. and the motherfucking cop doing the pullover. Yep. And he doesn't do it in a I hate a, the police type of way. He just tells an honest story about how this young man is driving down the street, and he's just smoking, doing some things he shouldn't be doing, but he ain't really causing no trouble. He gets pulled over by the police. And the cop, from his perspective, he tells the story of how the cop doesn't really want to pull over this dude. He just wants to go home to his wife. But I see that this young black man doing some legitimate things that he needs to be pulled over for. So he tells an honest story about cop-civilian relationships and how it's humans on both sides of that fucking coin and on both sides of that story. And I appreciate that because it's real... It would have been real easy for Bum B to make the quintessential fuck the police song. And he didn't. He made a song which was more like, let me shed light on both ends of this fucking story. Yep. The civilian and the cop. And that's something that UGK has always actually been good at. And something Bun has always been good at. They actually, I like that from Face. I like that from um, UGK. I like that from 8Ball MJG, who's got one of my favorite songs on here with them, like with Grow Up. Um, Yeah. I love that song. Uh, that type of stuff is what that's they do. Number thirteen, and that, that's yeah. something that's missing from the South. See, when people talk about Southern rap music, they think about the Migos and stuff too much. But part of the South that we're missing is what Bun B and uh, you, well, basically UGK, A Ball, and MJG, Outkast, all the Dungeon Family. It was that soul. The South came with a type of soul that told an every man's story. The reason why we love Tupac so much, because they told an every man's story of the man on the ground. The man who, you know, struggling to get by. That's, you know what I'm saying? Stories that people ain't heard from a perspective that people ain't really, you know what I'm saying? That one day you healed, the next day you gone. You get that, you know, you get, you know, you get that two ways. 
I put my preface on it because I would like to think I know a lot about hip hop, but the reality is I'm learning just like everybody else. I'm continuing to learn. But that shit being said, I'm pretty sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say this. This is how you get that type of music you just described. You get that when you have people who grew up on Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye. Yep. And you also get that when you have people who grew up without a fucking dime to their name. Yep. MJG and 8-Ball, Outkast, UGK, they grew up listening to those artists I named, and they grew up poor and in the hood. You combine those two things, and you get soulful music. Whereas today... These niggas ain't grow up on May- Curtis Mayfield and, and all that good shit. They ain't grow up on Earth, Wind, and Fire and all that good shit. Then, number two, they didn't struggle the same way yeah. that UGK did. So, my overall point is the circumstances and the influences that created a pocket full of stones don't exist like they did. So, you're not going to get that type of music as easily yeah, and it, it, you can still get it. That's why you got Kendrick well, Lamar yeah. and, and motherfuckers you're like that. A, basically, you're getting the remnants of what happened once, like crack was left to destroy exact that everybody. Too. You're getting the basic reach. You know, you're getting the remnant. Whereas, you know, at one time, like I said, circumstances created dope news. Those horrible circumstances. Exactly. So, but when you actually look at it, like with. Curtis Mayfield and stuff like people were still celebrating they still were living their life and they were still trying to get by and they still tried to have respect for them I'm your daddy I'm that nigga in the alley and that was for Pusher Man the movie want some track want some or was it not Super what, what movie was that for was that for Pusher I'm your Pusher Man what movie was that for Superfly right I believe it was uh, from Superfly Superfly yeah um I'm, I'm losing my mind my favorite songs on Return of the Trill it's track number two, Recognized, featuring T.I. and Big Crit. That was a lyrical smorgasbord. T.I. went the fucking hardest on that track. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see another track of mine that I really fucking Of course, like. you know, I told you, I F would grow up. Myself, featuring Run the Jews, epic yes. fucking track. That's track number seven. Yes. Grow Up, as you just named, featuring 8-Ball MJG. Awesome track. That's track number 13. I'm going to tell you a track I like that was dope as fuck. Rude Boy featuring Lil Wayne. I know you wouldn't like that shit, but Rude Boy, and I didn't think I would like it going in. Because I saw it coming from a mile away. I said, Rude Boy, Lil Wayne is on it. Somebody's going to have a Jamaican accent somewhere. Yeah. Then Lil Wayne is going to be doing this Lil Wayne shit that I don't want to hear. Man, Lil Wayne snapped lyrically. Bum B snapped lyrically and the whole song sounded so fucking good. Yeah. Bum B did a great job of going in and out of that Jamaican patois or that Haitian patois, whatever patois he had. Yeah. He he did a great job of going in and out of that shit. And as cliche as it was, and as much as I seen that shit coming from a mile away, when it actually did hit me in the chest, I was like, man, I'm pleasantly surprised. This is some dope shit. Rude Boy is one of the dopest songs on this fucking album. That and the, and the song we talked about, Slow Down, when he talked about the police officer in the civilian. Would you say that this is one of his best albums, if not his best? Out of all of them, I'm going to say, to me, this is his best. I agree with you. I this mean, is to, the yeah, best is going to be out. Because like, he's had some of them where they weren't necessarily misses, but they were like more filler albums that had like a 
you know, maybe two to three super strong standout songs that you took with you. Uh, but this is by far the best of, the, of his series so far. Produced by Crit. I don't know if Crit made every single beat. Fuck you. I know I'm supposed to know that information, but fuck it. I got a busy life. Exactly. But I don't know if Crit made every single beat, but Big Crit was definitely the director of this album. Man, Big Crit to me, he needs to be like the uh, premier of, of all they shit. Yeah, and the premier, and he needs to be the premier of the South. He need MJG and A Ball MJG need to call him up. Hell, premier is the premier of the South. Where that nigga from? Yeah, Texas. But continue. I just yeah. had to throw that Te- little jab in. Te- Texas. I had to throw the jab in for the niggas who don't want to get the South fucking credit. Exactly. So we need to actually. Uh, he needs. I would love for him to like do something like for Eight Ball and MJG too. I'm trying to think of another producer like, or you know, it would be dope. Eight Ball and MJG if they got with organized noise. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That'd be amazing. Sleep, Sleepy Brown. If he, if they at least got with Sleepy Brown, that'd be amazing. But how would you really feel about? I would be okay because, like, really, eight ball and MJG. Eight <laughs> ball answer that shit so fast. I'd be okay. So yeah. anyway, Sleepy Brown. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep. Cool Brown. breeze. Yes. Well, see, I know that they would make that sultry soul that they need for that Memphis soul because there was something that eight ball and MJG did. They were strongest over Memphis soul because I remember the last track that I really paid attention from them from was the, that track with Lloyd when they had Lloyd singing on the hook that uh. Uh, I will say hustling till I get rich, and then I'm running around with my misfits. Who's what, what song is that? I never That's, heard. Uh, eight ball and MJG. I never heard that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking my, up. I lose hip hop points. I never heard wow, that shit. Wow. Uh, well, it's like it's basically Lloyd is on the hook, and eight ball and MJG on it. And uh, it's it's kind of like it's back. I think when they were still signed with Puff Daddy. So it was like you know one of those. They made some decent songs. It, it, like they, during that uh, uh, era, they made some damn yeah, they, good songs. They made some good songs, but the albums weren't as strong because Puff Daddy was trying to do his what he thought the South sounded like, and it really didn't really work. He, so he didn't. They didn't get they, they grind. Let me see. Can I say this right quick? Yeah. I like the album. I fuck with this Bumpy album. I did not like track five, Trap Hands featuring Yo Gotti and Two Chainz. Why did not? Why did I not like it? Because it sounded like a Beyonce. Feminism, all hell to women theme song. That's why I didn't like it. It wasn't that the song sounded bad. It wasn't that the rappers didn't do a good job rapping. But it sounded like filler. It sounded phoned in. It sounded churned out. And it sounded like, okay, let me deliver this song so I can cover my bases for the radio play that I'm that I'm gonna need. Yeah, I understand that. I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm playing forever for him with Lord. See that eight ball and MJG featuring Lord. Oh, that shit was dope. I remember that shit. That shit was dope, boy. That I felt that in my heart. I felt this song in my heart, man. That shit was dope. I remember that song forever with Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was hard in the motherfucker. Man, I'm telling you, that, this that's all like. I am not a human. 
Pocket full of blue man. That's Lil yeah. Wayne from the yeah. song Rude Boy. On this exactly. Game. So you just Bumpy like album. I like this. You just you just stopped it. But like I so said, that's see. I think that if they got together and we're gonna we're gonna close it out on this, and I'm gonna give you my rating. And if they got together with some of the organized noise, I think oh, they could duplicate that about. over and over again. And well, not you know, of course you won't just do that song, but you that feel because that song right there, like that solidified. That's almost a theme song. Who made that beat? Uh, I don't even know. I got to go back and see who made that beat. But that, oh, okay. I thought you were trying to connect it to. I but thought I'm you were saying, showing me that beat because no, maybe they, no, organized, organized noise they made didn't that make beat. It, but I think right along that line, the way that because it that is the type of. It has that southern bounce, but it got that soul in it, and it's like then they drop that message that a lot of people they put a lot of they put a lot into that. You see what I'm saying? If, and when you listen to that song, like if people who didn't live in the South got friends in the South, and y'all whatever, like we really connected around that song. That song, like that's one of them songs, like Commons Kingdom, like being in the Midwest and stuff. When I saw Kingdom, Kingdom, I was brought a tear to my eye because I seen that video, just like wow, that song. It's my buddies. That's us. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep hustling with my misfits. You know what I'm saying? To like, you know what I mean? That was a dope song. Yep, man. It was. Shh. And, then, and then Lord, he was just. He, he, he thought he was a gangster for a minute. Did you see how yeah, hard Lord yeah. tried to get? He hanging with the gangsters, that nigga. Yeah. Lord was going crazy. Y'all don't see me going crazy. Here. That dude, I'm talking, this dude was just going crazy there. So I'm like, is you okay, Lord? You just going to be high, right, dog. I think dog. niggas was eight times stomping when that shit came out. That's what I, I want to say. Probably. Um, probably. Just like the last scenario you came up with about Crit and Bum B doing full-fledged albums, maybe under a supergroup type of moniker. As good as that sounds, as a fan, it would be bittersweet because I would feel like he's replacing Pam C. I feel that way about what you said about Organized Noise teaming up with UGK. It would be dope. Yeah. It would sound great. But everybody be scared they replace out. But it would be bittersweet because you would have that we don't need another outcast and not only do we not need another outcast but we don't need mjg um, and we don't we don't need ugk who okay who the fuck you talking about mjg eight ball and mjg okay so let me get it straight i damn near fucked up my whole scenario but we don't need eight ball and mjg to jump on that organized noise sound when they have their own signature sound well they, they do and that's what i was saying like i think that organized noise like everybody in the south takes from the memphis sound because the Memphis sound is a is and a dang, Atlanta and Wu Tang Clan. Well, Atlanta takes from the Memphis sound. Because so, who do you think is more inf- influential in the South overall? Uh, as far as a music industry, the industry side Atlanta. is Atlanta. But I'll say artistic, make, arti- making the music like making creating a dank scene that nobody pays attention to Memphis. Man, Wu Tang Clan was sampling. I would say it's between Texas and Atlanta, but Memphis. Look, Memphis people sleep. But I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna listen to you on. Please, I mean, Stax Records. That's what I mean. Wu Tang Clan was here. Cream is a stack. Is a is a Memphis song. Like that. Oh, never will I marry. Mm -hmm. That's a Memphis song. Where that sample comes from a Memphis song. Yeah. Uh huh. Never will I marry. You know. I grew up on the crime side. Yep. Ooh. Ah. So, oh, dirty bastard! Yeah, that was on that bitch yelling. Yeah, that 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 Memphis boy. They, but they have like, cause even like with the triplet flow, they the ones who brought that over. Making easy money, pimping hoes is serious. Hey, ain't that what they say that shit stand for? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, oh yeah, and, and of course, uh, MJG is, is famous. 
for saying that he'll beat a man with a fan belt. And I was like, first of all, first of all, <laughs> I was like, dude, how do you get? Act? Okay, never mind. You like I said, I was like, oh. just let it happen. Let Don't it happen. Question like, it. Just it's let a, it fucking. It, happen. This is one of them Tom and Jerry moments. I thought about it rap. I was like, if you saw that happening, you'd be like. Was that a fan belt? You just don't even understand. No never mind. Is that never mind? The I, nigga I, fucked up. Handle your business, MJ. I'm done. I'm done. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna give this a seven out of ten. Okay. Return of the Trill has been given a seven out of ten by the Honorable Yes Frederick Freed. Yes. And I give Return of the Trill. I'm gonna give it a seven. I feel like I'm giving it a seven because his other albums were decent and not good. Yeah, that's yeah. I feel like if it was a, another artist, like let's say Eminem, yeah, I would probably give it like a six or, or a five. Yes, yeah, uh, and in the other case, I give it six point five. But, but I'm rating Bum B against Bum B in his previous work. Yeah, and that's what makes me come up with this round figure of seven. Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, because normally I would give it a six point five, but I give it a seven because you know. Number one, it has broken my mark of like once you get past five songs that I appreciate out of uh, even out of 14, because this is a lot of, you know, him being an OG, he tends to, they do a lot of songs, so you, you got a better shot at filler when you do that. You know what I'm saying? So that brings up a, a question. So is it good for Bumby or is it just a good act? I think or it's a, a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's great for Bun B. Because what Bun B has been, I think he's, it shows a lot of maturation. Yeah. You know, he's, you know as far as him being a solo act, um, he's found some cohesiveness. Uh, he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Death of Pimp C, losing interest in the game. Yeah. So his Family, like kids, all that. Yeah. So he's, Grandkids. He's, yeah. So he's doing it big. So I, I give him props on this. This is kind of like, this reminds me of what E-40 did when he did my ghetto with Poor Card. Uh, uh, it was like uh, the one that was a dual album. I forgot the night shift, day shift, or whatever like that. Um, when he when E40 did that, I liked the night shift before it was way better than the day shift. Because like the day shift was more like party time, and I was like the night shift was like his grime, my little grimy on there, and, um, had like a 45 and all that other crap. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So that's I mean I like when E40 is like on his. Uh, kind of like flamboyant street hustle type sound uh his club stuff i'm not always on but you know i'm okay i'm okay with that too so i'm a, I'm, a, I'm more of a grimy writer dude when it comes to him but um when it comes to pimp c it's kind of the same way i prefer him when he's on his like baritone life story lyrical dude you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and he did a lot of that on this album so that's why i give him credit and i think that uh you know, um, a man on the tracks. His name is escaping me right now. We just we said it a thousand times. Who, um, Crit? Crit, yeah, Big Crit on the tracks. I think that was awesome. I think that fit perfectly. It proved the point that um, I thought for a while that I feel like guys like Crit and like even some people need to relax like, and get organized and all these other guys that we need to get them back in the game doing that soulful Southern. I think that lane needs to be touched again. I think that lane is time. It's time. I mean, we like if people want to complain about mumble rap and they want to complain about way dance music. I don't complain as much because I'm like it's just dance music to me. I never cared that much for dance rap, but even Hammer and all, I never cared for any dance rap that much. But um, even though I know it comes from the club, so I respect 
I know what it's for. I mean, when, the, when it's time for the girls to shake, you ain't finna, you know, I don't need a thesis, okay? I get it. But uh, I think that lane is needed for some balance in the South. You know what I mean? We need that lane. We need that, you know, every man speaking type dude again. We need those guys. You yeah, know we do. We need those guys. It's going to sound good, too. You know what I'm saying? So but that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, so that's pretty much all I got to say. I mean, you know. Yeah, you're just taking me down memory lane. Yeah. Thinking about 8-Ball, yeah. MJG, UGK, K. Reno, yeah. Devin the Dude. K. Reno dropped another one this year, by the way. Scarface. Does, you know, the South shall rise again. Yeah. They shall rise again. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to, to the better days of the South. The yes. 1998, 97, 96 era of the South. Yes. Was an amazing era. Oh, yeah. You got some shit in here now scattered around. Yeah. I like Denzel Curry. I like, I actually like I the love Earth. Curry. I love the Earth game. I like the Earth game. Yes. Um, the Earth game blew my mind. Like but what? there's a clear difference between the 1998 South and the 2018s. Yeah, I mean, because the club scene, the club scene, the South owns the club and has owned the club for a long time. And basically, that's one thing Atlanta has done and Memphis and Texas. They've owned the club. They own the club. You know what I'm saying? Miami, like, they've owned the club. So they've owned the club for a good long time. And when they got together with EDM, when they mixed that sound with the EDM music, you know, it's kind of like that's what we are. You see what I'm saying? So... Would it be safe to wrap up this show by saying MGK ain't prepared for Eminem and all hell UGK? Um, yeah. Or would you like to? I'm just tired of the whole MGK thing. So that's what it would be safe to say. No, I'm just tired. I just needed to stop. I so, okay. So we're tired of the whole MGK, Eminem beef when, when and bizarre, all hell UGK. All hell UGK. That's how we end the show. Yeah, yes. Because, you know, after Bizarre did that diss, I just kind of stared into I stared into space and said, had an existential crisis. And okay. said, where am I at? So we declare today, in the name of the Lord. Yes. In the name of Jesus. We declare that we will no longer speak the names of MGK and Eminem. Yes. Connected and intertwined in a situation of beef any longer. Exactly. Can't handle it. And all hell UGK and R.I.P. the pimp. Exactly. And take that monkey shit off. You embarrassing You're us. In, I eat so many shrimps. I've got iodine poison. <laughs> iodine poison. Yes. This has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show with Deacon Frederick Freeze and the Right Honorable Joey Burnham, the Right Pastor. Yes, 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 yes. And we out, motherfuckers. There you go. You not a kid no more. I think it's time to grow, homie. You better know. You know it's time to grow. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?